and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 138 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. I am Grace, and today we're going over our season seven, episode six, Lifeboat, aka, okay, hang on. Okay. Okay. There's a few AKAs. Okay. The greatest one, which I came up with like 30 seconds ago. Okay. AKA, oh God, why? <laughs> AKA, split, but before split. <laughs> And AKA the lifeboat that launched the Janiel ship. Oh yeah, no, the Janiel ship is strong in here. My AKA- the Jan- the Dan- the Janiel ship has sailed. It's so sailed. My AKA was just women and children first. <laughs> We're going down. <laughs> um, yes, this is is lifeboat. Uh, I oh. knew, I knew before. Grace knew that this is a Grace episode in the strongest of the Grace episode Spoiler terms. Spoiler alert, tears. <laughs> all the tears. I'm like sitting there just crying and I was like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck all of this right now. Oh God, this hurts. Yeah. Fuck you, Michael Shanks, for bringing emotions yeah, out of me. No fucking kidding. Yeah, no, we we can just right off the bat, this is a shared terror award. Uh-huh. Like, 75% of it is to Michael Shanks, and yeah. then 20, a strong 25% yeah. is to uh, Terrell. Look, yeah, we'll just say best actor and yeah. best supporting actress. Oh, yes. And done. Yeah. Two Terrell awards. I mean, this is, everything they do is basically in a black box theater. Yeah. With nothing. Literally, yeah, literally. And it's just a tour de mind tour de janiel a tour de janiel look that's hard to say but i am committed to it we're now. going with janiel <laughs> so this first aired on july 18th 2003 written by brad wright who does not come out of the woodworks to write episodes often but when he does damn yeah they're Fuck, good dude why you gotta do like that uh directed by <laughs> mr deloise uh and i know so i know I, I don't know if the episode was completely written or, like, the brainworm of it and it was plotted, but this was... Brad sort of came up with this idea mm-hmm. specifically for Michael Shanks. Because oh. there's not a ton of actors who can do this role. It, it, it was well done. And I'll even say the other actor who had uh, plays having multiple personalities yeah. for them... He held his own, oh, but yeah. my God, what Michael Shanks did is something spectacular. It's, it's amazing. So only th- ever witnessed by uh, oh God, I just forgot to say James McAvoy. Yes, in fucking in Split, Split. <laughs> which if you have not seen it, I have oh, not yet, but I really, really want to see it. God, yeah, that movie uh, which centers around uh, DID, yeah, Dissociative Identity Disorder, um, was so intense. That I was started to feel like my own mind was splitting for... I had to take a break from the movie. Well, I want to see that so that I can see... What is it? Mr. Glass or Glass? Or, yes. I want to really want to see that, so I want to see um, yeah. Split first. But... Yeah, for sure. This... When he came up with this, all of a sudden there was no Michael Shanks on the show. Right. So this episode had to be shelved. Damn. And all yeah. of a sudden when we got a Michael Shanks back... It's, it's, it's Shanks time. It's, it's Shanks time. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's shakes again. <laughs> Sorry, everything gets again. It does. Well, they're about to come out with the next uh, Sharknado, so I guess it fits. Shark again. Um, also, James Park, who does play Farron, um, like okay. I recognize him from Red State, the Kevin Smith oh, okay. film. Um, but he's had also bit parts in some Tarantino films. Okay. Um, he's uh, Edgar McGraw in everything that Edgar's been in, like Kill Bill and Grindhouse. Oh. And he also appeared in Hateful Eight and Django and Chains. So that's why his face looks familiar. Probably, yeah. Got it. Because uh, okay. I know you've seen many of those yeah, films multiple all of times. The things <laughs> a bazillion times. He's also been in. At epi- some point, I liked Tarantino, but now with a with a you know with a boyfriend Jesse, or excuse me, as I've been asked to call him now. Life partner Jesse. Life partner Jesse. Um, Co-pilot Jesse. Yeah, life partner Jesse, which actually he requested. Because um, he's like, I'm not just the boyfriend anymore. I was like, yeah. fair. Fair enough. Um, I hear that. Now it's like, whether I liked it or not, yeah. Tarantino just happens at our house very often. Uh-huh. Just like many other things. Yes. But. He's also been in episodes of Everything Under the Sun from Bones to Numbers to see. Like, he's everywhere. Gotcha. Done. Um, so the one thing to note in this episode is that you don't see as much Jack as you normally do. Oh, right. Um, and you often sort of see him from over the shoulders. Artie's father actually passed away while they were oh, filming this episode. Yeah. So most of the episode, most of the shots of his shots are actually done sort of as pickups. Gotcha. While the rest of the cast is doing other things. Makes sense. Um, but he's still. Well, that's um, a tough one. Yeah. Most of the shots are actually um, Bill Nikolai, which is his photo double. Okay. Which just happens to be he he was in a previous life a, a university English professor and an academic librarian who holds masters in both education and library oh, is sciences. That all? Yeah, that's all. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a change in careers. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know when you retire you got to do something fun. Uh, apparently so. But also imagine having like a, a a teacher or professor as handsome as RDA. I know. Oh, yeah. I'd be in that class often. Uh-huh. I'd be like, "Hi teacher." <laughs> Look, I've got a lot of great professors, but no one has hit that spot yet. So, and, and I, this only comes up, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but we we missed the second half of the most recent season of Will and Grace. Of oh, the new uh-huh. one. And I don't know if you've seen one of the episodes uh-huh. where... She she's Grace is is starting to date someone who work who lives in the building uh-huh. and they're like well that's awkward blah 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 and and so they like half break up yeah where she thought they broke up so Jack takes her out to a bar and they pass one of her professors and we find out that she you know went where yeah she well yeah you got was hot for teacher yeah well everybody gets hot for teacher at least once well she went a little further than hot for teacher mm. um and then and then. Proceeds to meet a handsome young man at the same bar or whatever. Is it and, a son? Son of the teacher? Well, man? does it? They do <laughs> it in the in the in the women's room. Oh, come to find out that the hot young hot man is the son of the person in the building. Oh, whose person in the building's father is the professor. Oh, so the she, son of the son of a teacher so man. So she has, she's, she's had sex with three generations. Of, of son of a teacher man. I just like saying son of a teacher man. The only one who could ever please me was the son of a teacher man. By the way, while mourning Aretha, as we oh, all yeah. did, mm-hmm. I did find that version of, I found her version of that song and oh, I was like, 
fuck, fucking I forgot amazing. this was a thing. Yeah, can we just like raise a glass for uh, Aretha the Franklin? Queen the of fucking uh, the f- everything. Khaleesi of I'm not soul. even gonna just say soul. She's just the yeah, queen. She, yeah. Queen. I, especially, you know, uh, as someone who's from Detroit, yeah. from the home of Motown, from, yeah, she's just, I had, that was a hard one. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot of things that are formative in in, in, in youth in your times when you're little. Um, the song "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural oh Woman." Oh my god! In my formative years, was a song that taught me how to like be feeling myself. Oh my! As it you're did like for I think half every the women, women ever. The yeah, as much as that song seems to be about someone else, which can be troubling. I don't think anyone ever took it that way. No. It was always like, "That's right, I am." That's me. Yeah, and I am the the one specifically. And and the day the day she passed, there is one specific version of that song that I think I I am not kidding when I listened to it eight to ten times. Yeah, was her performance at the Kennedy Center Honors a couple years ago? Get it girl. when she fucking brought the house down yeah. Yeah. and her beauty just also her her the way she owned a stage of that she came out with her little clutch and, yeah. her, and her fur coat and sat down at the keyboard and carol king's like what fuck she's singing and playing and she oh, just shit. was yeah. losing herself she's like don't worry i got this as she like yeah. stretches and out so she then just starts, she starts playing the piano and awesome put her clutch up there and all of a sudden she like takes the mic and goes stands you know center stage yeah. and starts going all of a sudden she just takes her fucking coat off yeah and as the coat hits the ground the entire audience just stands yep. up and like that's what you do yeah in the presence of magic uh-huh um yeah. anyway we Anyways, miss you we i was rocking out real hard on the way home that day <laughs> yeah i was doing one of the things that i do when it's a rough week where yeah. i was like no news, no news, no yeah. news until I get to work because, as some of you know, I work a swing shift. Yeah. So I come in and I take the brunt of the evenings. So if I wake up in the morning and listen to news all day, I don't get any time to decompress. No, it's... Yeah. So... so I don't do news in the evenings on weekends. Right. Yeah. So that's my decompression time. Uh, so I get the Nixie text and I was like, okay, be prepared, be prepared. And so on the drive in, of course, I'm listening to the Aretha mix on Spotify because oh, yeah. Spotify's no slouch. I know, I was like, well, I shouldn't have done this to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to her music, like, all day. I, ju- I can't t- I just... Mm. Anyway, anyway. Uh, we miss you, Aretha. Back to the show. This is a Stargate podcast. This is not definitely not a Aretha. Motown podcast. To be fair, some days I think it should. <laughs> because Motown. Sure, yeah. Um, anyway, so we start in the middle of the mission. And that mat, though. Oh, that Matt Payton. Oh, I love that Matt Payton. Yeah. I love a good mat. There's a couple beautiful Matt Paytons in this episode. The way they extend the hallways. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh, I love the lost art of beautiful matte paintings. Mm-hmm. So, um, on a desert planet, ship crash. We find out that it's called the Stromos, which yeah. is maybe a sleeper ship, maybe kind of named after the Nostromo. Oh, I was just hungry, so I was like, Stromboli. <laughs> yes. I think that's more accurate than uh-huh. the alien named- reference. <laughs> It's the name the Stromboli, guys. Uh-huh. Duh. It's the shortened. Clearly, I have problems. So it's crashed. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. That, that ship is lives there now. Uh-huh. Um, and it's lined with pods and pods of pod people. I'm pretty sure I saw Philip J. Fry in there. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he would be in there. Yeah. Uh, and they're in sta- They're still alive, but they are in stasis. Um, it's a shipload of frozen people. Uh-huh. 
Except for the mummy. Except for the, yeah. <laughs> Who turns out to be not a mummy, but a person. But yeah. anyway, we don't know that yet. And Sam points out that they did get a beacon from the ship that's most likely was remotely activated or not. Uh-huh. Um, but knows? no one is awake on the ship or not. Or not. But before they can call him for support, they want to get a rough head count. So Sam and Teal head off that way, and Jack and Daniel go that way, and they start counting. Yeah. Um, and Jack does run across one who didn't survive. Um, That's our mummy guy. And didn't count him. Yeah. And then suddenly a huge light wave wipes through the ship, knocking everyone out. So up until Credits. this point, yes. this is a horror movie. It is. Uh this entire episode yes. is very much a horror movie. Yes. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Okay. So, we just I'm just going to knock the science interesting oh, yeah. segment. Generation ships. Okay. Are, you know, at the moment how we would travel between stars because as Sam said, we don't have faster than light or FTL engines, so this is this is what you got to do because yep. it takes a really long time to get anywhere. Gotcha. So there's two ideas. There's ones like this one where, um, or Philip J. Fry, uh, where you're putting in suspended animation to cross the distances. Right. Um, this is what they did in, uh, like, Avatar. Oh, gotcha. um, There's a lot of science fiction shows that sort of do this route because it's convenient because you can have the same actor play, play the, the before thing, and yeah. after. <laughs> um, and we can have drama when they're woken up early. That was basically the movie with... Um... What's his face and what's her face? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I'm blinking on One it, One of the Chris's. Yep. And Jennifer something. Yes. Evans? No. Chris Pratt. Was it Chris? Chris yeah, Pratt Chris Jennifer Pratt Lawrence. And Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> My brain was, like, seeing their faces, and I was like, no I was names. Like, I saw faces. the movie, and I can't name the people. <laughs> um, so the second idea is actually a generation ship. Oh, okay. um, and so this is where basically an entire little mini civilization okay. lives on a ship and everyone's awake. So you and, like, thrive and live. You and thrive exist. and you live. I would join that ship. And the descendants of who goes on the ship uh-huh. are the people who will make it. See, that to me would be cool. Unless you're one of the middle generations, which I will get to, uh-huh. in which it would suck. Because all your life is on a ship. And for no, you have literally no purpose. Except to extend the life Except of other people. Except to extend, yeah. So fair. It's a topic that, like, both of these things are topics that both science and science fiction, like authors and writers alike. Um, even Robert Goddard, like the rocket guy, as in the Goddard Center, Rocket Man. Uh huh. Sorry. Wrote about it in 1918, like an interstellar arc where the crew would would creep along the, through the cosmos for centuries and be awoken and just sure. a star, and. A ship like that would have to be 100% self-sustaining. They'd have to figure out how to renew their food, their air, their water, power, everything. Mm. And there's the question on, like, how, like, what would happen to humans being enclosed in a bubble like that for hundreds of years? Sure. What would happen to, like, obviously it wouldn't be a super small ship, but, Mm. you know, it's what happens to... um, people on a physical level, but also, like, what happens to them on a mental level. Yeah, that's um, true. And so not only would you have to deal about the morale for generations, you have these middle generations where a lot of a lot of them pro- might feel that their life is completely pointless because yeah. you can't go anywhere else. You have no choice of being there. Sure. You're stuck there. You have no chance of going anywhere else. You... Mm-hmm. You can't grow up to be some other explorer. Yeah. There's very limited jobs that you could do on the ship. 
Yeah, your choice is bubble or death. Yeah, cake or death. Yeah. Um, and the the estimates, there's a lot of different estimates, but a number <sighs> that I've seen is um, sort of the low end is like 160 people up to a couple hundred people. Okay. Because you could... And that's to have sort of normal lives and social lives sure. aboard the ship. Because you can have, like, a sperm bank, some frozen embryos, some frozen eggs for the genetic diversity of it. Yeah. But sort of, that's sort of the 100 and, you know, somewhere around 200 is probably the minimum you need to have just, like, a normal... Like a, like a big wedding. Like a medium-sized wedding. Like, that's a huge wedding Is that a big book. wedding? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. That's... 200 people seems like a huge wedding in a my book, wedding. but... Um, and then you also have, like, mutiny on board the ships. That's true. Like, it, you know, if you have future generations, they're like, fuck this mission. There must be, like, a shit ton of vetting that needs to happen. And a lot of moral quandaries that you must address once you're up there. Because Let's say someone does... Like, what are you going to do with them? Put them in a jail? Like, when you have, like, a Dr. Smith on Lost in... Is it Smith? Yeah. On Lost in Space. Right. You know, who goes batshit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And not for... Not batshit crazy to be batshit crazy, but he's like, I don't like this. Yeah. I want to cause some mess. And yeah. you can vet the first generation of people, but you can't vet you don't the know later what's generations. going to happen later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... There's a lot of other issues... Also, there's, like, technology failing and cosmic rays shooting through your body and, sure. like, all these other things that can go yeah. bad. I, I, yeah, I guess thinking selfishly, it would be fun to go from our planet onto yes. that thing, but I'm not thinking about the next generation well, at all. And, yeah, and it's also, you're like, this is fun for me. Do I give a shit about the next generation? <laughs> But I mean, that's what the boomers are doing. No, just kidding. <laughs> Zing. Zing. I'm just kidding. No to be politics. Fair, that was in my head, and I was yeah. about to say it. I, as well. I, I spit it out because I'm hungover. So Teal'c wakes up first, and he gets known on the radio, and he yeah. finds uh, Jack first. Jack is alive but unconscious. Same yeah. as Sam. Teal'c got the Constitution safe. Uh huh. Nobody else did. No one else did. But this is why you do not split the party. Daniel mm. wakes up, um, and Teal'c like. Teal'c wouldn't have noticed this, but Daniel fell in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. And now he's propped up, sitting up. Right. That right. we notice, but Teal'c doesn't notice. Yeah. I was busy watching him freak. Yeah. He freak the freak out. He did freak the freak out. Yeah. Um, but sort of, Daniel at first wakes up, as we see many people waking up in this state, of the state of, just give me coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he turns around and sees Teal'c and just kind of ugly screams. Mm-hmm. It's a great edit there, too. That great cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, up until here, it's still a horror movie. It is. If you have never seen this show before, it's a horror movie. Also, can we just... Why? We see this, and we've seen this somewhere else. Why do their flash... Where are the cords on their flashlights going to? The cords on their... Their flashlights oh. have cords on them. Oh, I don't know. They don't have some, like, protein Ghostbuster pack on their back. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't even considered that. I mean, I can't figure out the mechanics of these flashlights. Wow. I'm going to have to pay attention now. So anyway, cut to the SGC mm-hmm. in the gate room. SG4 is, and I'm assuming some medical people, uh-huh. went out to grab SG1 who brings him back through stretchers. And Teal brings Daniel through and his state of, sh- like his state shocks even Janet. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as Daniel gets through. He's just he's, acting real strange. As he will continue to. Yeah. 
Uh, he starts yelling, then he has to go back, has to go back, even tries to go back through the gate, which obviously won't work, but the Stargate is shut down just in time, and he kind of just falls to the floor <laughs> in fear. And Jan- Janet tries to go and, like, comfort him and soothe him, and he then turns. Yeah. And sort of grips onto Janet and is like, who are you and where am I? But super angry. Little. But I am a dick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this uh, this personality is a real asshole. He's a, yeah, he's a real piece of fucking work. Uh-huh. So we see it. Jack and Sam are in the infirmary. They'll be fine. They're just sleeping. Don't yeah. worry. They're just gonna, yeah. They're just sleeping it off. They're just, yeah. Nap time. <laughs> Daniel, however, is in the isolation room. Mm-hmm. Teal and Hammond are watching from above, and currently Daniel is very arrogant, annoying, loud, Britishy. Yeah, I call Slightly. him right now just angry non-Daniel. Yeah, um, and he wants to know what happened. Why he's a prisoner? He's he you know he's not going to be calm. Yeah, he was promised nothing would go wrong. Yeah, someone's got to. He wants to speak to the manager. He does. He's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. Until he can speak to a manager about the situation. And he's like, you, Janet, person, short lady, as yeah. he calls or whatever, is not a member of my staff. That person, the reflection, is not me. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a serious headache, which Janet can help with, but yeah. he has to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Or he'll be more restrained than he already is. It's basically angry non-Daniel versus a steely-eyed Janet. Uh-huh. So... Get it, girl. Guess who's going to win? Get it. Get it, girl. Because <laughs> um, he is sort of, he has sort of that, rest- there's like a belt and uh-huh. it's to his wrist and he can't raise his hand super, super yeah. high. Um, and there is straps on the bed ready to go if he really gets Which bad. even if he weren't, I feel like I've seen Janet in action. Oh, Janet could take him down. She's like, give me a chance. I don't get to fight often. Plus she has two like muscle meats yeah. behind her. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Janet doesn't get to go off planet often or, or do any type of hand to hand. No. But she's probably trained in it. Uh, and so she's yes. probably in that space where she's like, give, fucking, me, a chance. give me a chance. Give me a chance. I don't get to exercise this muscle often. Um, and then Daniel, Daniel, who we're, we don't know is Matrice, but we'll uh-huh. find out, just throws it. You have no idea who I am, do you? Jan's like, I give no fucks who you are. Yeah. Bring me back my friend. <laughs> friend quotation marks so janet heads up to teal and hammond who are watching all of this and they're like well it's not daniel no but it's also not a gould yeah but it has some gould has the gould arrogance feet (laughs) it really does yeah Uh, and janet does know that the eeg is cray cray yeah she's like something is not good (laughs) (laughs) i'm no expert wait i am uh there's there's signs of a coma but there's also signs of like a dozen other minds. Oh, I just found another AKA. It's the Smith song's girlfriend in a coma, but it's boyfriend in a coma. <laughs> AKA boyfriend in a coma. Okay, I'm done. But uh, she has no idea if it's life threatening. She has no idea anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far, they've seen two, maybe three personalities. And at least this one claims to be a passenger on the crash ship. So assuming they all are. Sure. And we can see Daniel <laughs> Matrice. In the room. And to be fair, I also, we've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother again recently, so I just hear, Patrice! (laughs) (laughs) I just hear Robin yelling. Just angry. I like it. Patrice! 
Um, we see Dan- we see Matrice in the room below, and he just like throws water at the window. He's just a piece of shit. He's, he's just, just like this. I'm telling you, he's the guy who wants to speak to the manager. He's just like a kid having a tantrum <laughs> to return a used pair of shoes. Yeah, it's like bitch, no. Yeah, this yeah. is. I mean, we find out this is a sovereign who clearly has had anything he's ever wanted. Mm, like fair. he's just a tantrum thrower. Yeah. Um, and the others... It's a bummer that those people exist, but they do. They do. Hammond and Janet leave to do their thing, and, um, Tilk is gonna remain here like he's holding vigil. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Matrice, Daniel, whatever, mm-hmm. and, beg your pardon, the <laughs> sovereign of Thalsus, Thalsus, yeah. um, and he's taking his meds and being an asshole. Now, is this the part where he's like, find the small woman? No, that's okay, later. Got it. That's okay. later. So Janet checks on Sam and Jack, and Jack is just coming to, again, coffee's welcome. Yep. Also, randomly in the background is Siler with a bloody nose. <laughs> Why not? And I love, um, Deloise did say that, like, there's a couple times this season where it's just Siler in the background of the infirmary with some injury. Help me, I'm injured. Yeah, I love that. There's just a recurring Siler injury. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to look for it. Yeah. So Jack is doing fine, except for that nail in his head feeling. Uh Sam wakes up right around then as well, and that coffee feeling is from some sort of neural shock. (laughs) Um, And Hammond arrives surprisingly quickly. That man can move. Yeah. Because it's the beginning of this scene where they're like, go get Hammond. Yeah. Poof! Ta-da! Hammonds. I've apparated here. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Can you apparate inside of the SGC? Oh, maybe it's protected like Hogwarts. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, but if anyone can, it's Hammond. I mean, we know that, like, Dobby can apparate inside of Hogwarts. Yeah. Hammond's magic is like do- is like elf <laughs> magic. It's house elf magic. Yeah. I like it. Hammond is a house, house elf. Oh, God. He's descended from a long line of house elves. <laughs> I mean, he is a small, bald man. He is. <laughs> I like it. Um, anyway Janet announces that their readings are fine so whatever affected um, Daniel is not affecting them which Jack is like I want to get up and see I'm fine and then he tries to get up and he's like no I'm not I stay here yeah guess what today is today is listen to Janet day (laughs) all day all day, every day. Guess what tomorrow is? Listen again to Janet Day. <laughs> now sit your ass down and listen to Janet. Does the day end in day? Then listen to Janet. <laughs> the end. So Matrice is like, either the meds you give me suck or this body's broken. Yeah. And Janet happens <laughs> to know full well that Daniel yeah. was in perfect health. So my notes here read, Girl! Yeah, she does. With, like, seven <laughs> R's. Because she knows. She knows. Look, she... First, first hand. First of all, she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. It's her job. Yes. But you're you going to take an ex- especially good inventory of the ones that matter a little more to you. <laughs> also, She's going to take good care of all of them. And she's yes. going to appreciate all of them for what they are. Let's just say I have, again, my own ship. <laughs> My own personal fanfic is that when Daniel descended, uh-huh. Janet was like, no time like the presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go have a drink off base. Yeah. 
Done. Would you like a coffee? Coffee is code word for sex. Yeah, from here on out, the, it's, it is. Oh, yeah. It just is. It's... Whereas, look, whereas Sam and Jack are bound by the rules of duty and they have to see each other basically every day. Yeah. Janet and Daniel don't have to see well, each other I mean, every day. And technically, then... there's probably some patient doctor bounds, but... Is there, though? Uh, probably. <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, but it's also like, what the fuck else we got to lose? <laughs> Janet's, a, you know, Janet has lived and seen and is a mother yes. to a daily child and is, she's like, these fucking military rules in the grand scheme of things don't matter for shit. And, ja- and Daniel's like, I already called him Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Daniel was like, I've ascended. I mean... None of the rules matter. I'm just saying that her thing is not necessarily, like, me- like military as much as, like, the whole Hippocratic sure, thing. Sure, sure. But even those, at the end of the day, like, she's still a good doctor. She is. She's still gonna do what's appropriate. I mean, I'm just saying, they're boning on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the woman can hold two opposing thoughts in her mind. Uh-huh. She is okay with that. Yeah, no, no, this is, like, my... F- Listen, I love my my Sam and Jack ship, uh-huh. but like Daniel and Janet is strong yeah. in my soul. It, I'm I'm digging it. Yeah. I'm digging it. But yeah, her three words. I doubt that. Yeah, girl, <laughs> girl. That's all it took. I'm in. I am yeah. with you. I'm both feet into she's, the jam. Yeah, she's living. She's jam. Jam. I can't even say Daniel. it. Daniel. Daniel. We're not, look, my motto, <laughs> we're not here for a long time. We're here for, for a good, good time. time. <laughs> uh, so. I'm going to get that tattoo somewhere. <laughs> and, and I mean, Matrice isn't, you know, like against this body. Sure. It's stronger, younger than his own. Uh, he, you know. I mean, even he can appreciate the specimen that exactly. it is. Exactly. I mean, he's probably some dough person sovereign. Yeah, yeah. And probably, and he could be seven. We don't know his age. He could be seventy years old. Yeah. And we had the same conversation. He might have in his prime been been uh, you know young and able, but now he's older. Well, it's going back to the same thing of when we had like Mini Jack. It's like, yeah. Don't you want to be in like the younger, better version of you? Yeah. Mm, yeah. In yeah. terms of like. If you get to a certain age, it's like, wouldn't you... Yeah, I'm not against being able to, like, yeah. run up a flight of stairs without exactly. getting winded again. <laughs> um, but also, it's the thing, like, when... T- was it, I think, Teal'c and, and Jack who swap bodies? Yes. And it's like, everything is not where I left it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... He's like, how are the... I mean, we'll deal with how the people are going to recognize Matrice later. People clearly need to look to their sovereign in times of disaster. And he very much believes the SGC did all of this. Mm. And he stands up and tries to make this power move against Janet. But he doesn't realize who he's fucking with. And how strong her fortitude is. Don't. The guards move up to, like, try to defuse any situation. But frankly, like, you know... Matrice Daniel's body has strength, yes. Uh-huh. Janet could still fucking take him down if need be. Look, in the in the guise of the Daniel <laughs> ship, if she has been intimate with this body, she knows how to take it down. She knows where the Achilles heels are. Because also they probably play rock. <laughs> I can 
I can passionate. see that. Yes. They play passionately. Passionate. Yes. <laughs> so he backs off, wondering how far from Earth uh, Dina is. <clears throat> Bless you. Oh, sorry. Consume type me. Uh, how far away from Earth Adina is? Adrena. My fair Adrena is. (laughs) My sweet Adrena. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. Uh, Which was the Stromos' destination. And if you weren't sure that this guy is full of it and only takes care of him for himself, this is like your first... Inkling. You know, they they say the J-A-R, the germ thing is, you know, first you hint at something and then you like, for the... People who are really reading into it can can predict it. Then you okay. say something a little more obvious so that most of the population sure, get this it. This is the first, seedling. and then you like whack things over the head. Got it. First hint that this is a scumball who only gives a shit about himself. Yeah. Janet tries talking around the idea that some of the other passengers are right here in this room with him mm-hmm. as they converse. You can tell Matrice is in some pain, and suddenly it's not Matisse anymore. Mm-hmm. We learn that this is Tyron. Tryon. 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 King Tryon. <laughs> he's uh, it's li- like Tryon. I literally no. watched this episode an hour ago, and I still can't remember names. Tryon. Tryon. Uh, Guys, if it makes y'all feel better, sometimes she calls me by the wrong name. <laughs> I do. Sometimes. Hi I- Val. We have the same name sometimes. <laughs> the worst with names. Anyways, um, and he trying is just as stunned at all of this as everyone else is. Um, but he's key thing. He's much more calm and he's helpful less about of it. a douchebag about it. Yes. Yeah. So we like trying. It, it makes much sense more. because of who he is and what his job was. He's like, exactly. oh fuck, shit's hit the fan. Yeah. So um, sh- Janet explains that the ship crashed, how Dina got to be on the Stromos. Tyron doesn't remember any of that. The last thing he remembers was the situation being super intense, some extreme lighting. He reported in that the compartment was secure. He went to bed and then woke up to Janet's face, which, mm-hmm. to be fair, waking up to Janet's I face, mean, not the worst thing in the world. There could be worse faces to exactly. see. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the person he he reported to, we find out, is Farron. And he... So Janet explains that this is the fourth personality that we've met. Oof. All in Daniel's body, which is impossible according to Tyron. There's trying to be too much. The outcome would be insanity. Um, he's stuck on how it's technically impossible. There are fail-safes. The only person you can return to is your own body. Janet's like... Well, it's happened. It's happened. Look in the yeah. mirror. Legit, it's here. Like, legit You are possible. proof of this. Yeah. So... This is the first personality that's been helpful to Janet. Mm-hmm. They're like, please stay. We need your yeah. help. <laughs> so Tyron explains that when you sleep, your mind is stored basically in a computer. Mm-hmm. The same computer that supports your body. Um, it, and so he has this slow realization that the only way this could have happened is if his body's dead. Yeah. Well, fuck. That's uh, not good times. So up with Teal'c and Sam and Jack and Hammond... They're all checking on Daniel. Um, so it's basically like it needed somewhere to go, so it all went to Daniel. Well, as far as we kind of understand. As far as we understand right now, yeah. yeah. How that happened, we're not sure. Right. Um, 
they're caught up on what happened to Daniel, and I love how Jack dares Tilk to say preliminary and in, in, in electroencephalogram again, yeah, yeah. and he's about to before like, Hammond cuts him off. Yeah, he's like, whatever, dude. Been practicing this all day. Yeah. <laughs> Hammond explains that since Janet declared a code seventeen, only her and a few staff members have direct contact with Daniel, and apparently it looks like code seventeen normally has to do with the Gould. Because yeah. Sam's like Gould. I've decided that code seventeen means gould infestation. Sure. Sounds right. That's my word for it. They're not, they're just not taking any chances at the moment. And I feel like that's, that's put in there for later use. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like that's like, hey guys, remember this. Remember code, there's a 17 number. Yeah. So Sam wants to go try and take a look at the cryogenic system, see if she can discover anything to help. And mm-hmm. Jack is going to stay here and relieve Teal'c of the Daniel vigil. vigil. Yeah. Um, and even knowing that he can't have access to Daniel directly because of the code. Yeah. So back in it's that room. It's kind of all bummer things right It's now. super it's bummer. Lots of science and bummer things. Janet and Tyron are still working through this problem sort of at the same time that conversation was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyron is pretty sure his body's dead. Yeah. Well, okay. Bummer. Uh, so what happens is they separate the consciousness from the body since, like, if your consciousness in your body, the waking up process from the cryogenic sleep damages your brain so much that basically the important part to be gone, you'd be yeah. kind of a shell. So they basically take your whole mind away. Then they can wake up your body without a mind. So it's then, like preserve everything separately yeah. and then put it back together. Exactly. The memory requirements are huge, and each capsule has an active matrix memory module that only can hold one mind. Yikes. Imagine the power in that thing. Yeah. Whew. And, and because, so I, I forgot to write this down, but, um, like, the mind is so complex. I remember this, this thing in one of my science classes in college that talked about, now this was more going on about the memory requirements to transport someone like Star Trek style. Okay. But basically the human mind is, if you were going to transfer it to data okay. is basically you need, you need the equivalent of being able to store like every piece of written, like written books yeah. in human history. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Minds are pretty fucking cool. Like every written word. Yeah. Like all of them. That's a lot of them. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of them books. (laughs) And it's constantly learning new things, too. It is. Um, So it's like a piece of memory that can keep building on itself while mm -hmm. it's storing. Yeah. Woof. So, but the computers on each capsule can only hold one mind, though. And so they can't just dump, like, anyone who's not Daniel Mm -hmm. into into one of these because it's not big enough. And nor can you separate these individual minds to sort of, like, filter them into different ones. Sure. Because he has this great analogy. You know, he takes a cup of water. Yeah. And he pours it into a pitcher. And he's like, now you can't put... Only those atoms. You can't separate only those atoms back out yeah. of the Look, hole again. It's a bummer that Tryon ends up getting stuck inside Farron's body forever because yeah. he would be a great, like, Bill Nye the Science Guy. He would be. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill, 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 <laughs> Bill, Bill Nye, Nye the, the Science, science guy. guy. Okay, I'm done. Inertia is a property of matter. Um, <laughs> so now that their minds have merged, they're just kind of stuck this way mm-hmm. in a jumble. And um, Tryon starts hearing voices. 
And Janet, knowing that this is the most useful person so far, is like, stay with me. Please don't. Stay with me. Yeah. Um, and suddenly it's Daniel. And oh, she knows God. it's Daniel. And he only surfaces for a moment. She knows that look in his eye. Yes. And Jeebus. he's confused as everyone else's. Yeah. And we pull back and we see that this is like a still on a monitor now in the briefing room. Uh, he was only there for a second, and then we had another person. She couldn't really tell us. It's one of those new. things where you learn, like, oh, this is how people tell identical twins apart. Yeah, it's like the second you can see if you know someone well enough, mm-hmm. like the look in their eye is yeah. specific. Yes, and even in the people that you know, whose you know mood changes or identity changes or something changes in them, and they're not having a good time, you're like yeah. something's different. Mm-hmm. Something in you is not the same anymore. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing to learn. It's, yeah. It is, but it's how you know you know someone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And Janet knows Dan. She knows She knows him. So, that body is it's fit. Is a wonderland. But So Dr. McKenzie, I know Kaylee, that was a really bad joke. Dr. McKenzie has determined that there's one coma-like line in the EEG, and we're, we're holding yeah. on to that's Daniel. Yeah. He's basically just turtling himself yeah. into a coma. What a smart thing for the mind to be able to do. Yeah, and to just, and so the others are sort of overwhelming, and Daniel's just kind of hiding in the corner going, I'm just going to stay here. Until this shit gets worked out a little bit I'm better. not going to get mixed up in this in yeah. this mess. Yeah, yeah. As for the others, there could be almost a dozen. That's a lot of personalities. That's a lot of personalities. Or so, identities. So yeah. Sam wants to go back and study the system, see if she can separate them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Hammond's a little wary on that. You know, Teal yeah. found Daniel at the base of an empty chamber. Someone could be awake there. Someone yeah. could have done this. Um, and maybe Daniel was just the only person he was able to get to before Teal woke up. Which, which is, ultimately is true. It ultimately yeah. is true. Um, but... Like, if the bodies are dead, then Janet assumes this was a desperate measure to save these people, that Daniel is a literal lifeboat. Yeah. The ship hit a rock instead of an iceberg. Yeah. And I love that that line comes from Sam. Because Sam would be able to take this moment with people are essentially grieving, um... And be able to be in that space, but also be like, I can understand this intellectually and be like, oh, that's what, so Daniel's a lifeboat. Yeah. Because she's the one, it's not Janet who gives us that line, it's Sam, Mm -hmm. which I really love that about the way they did it. Because I don't know that Janet could approach that so coldly right now. And cold's the wrong word, but so matter-of-factly. So, yeah, so clinically. Yes, Yeah. yeah. So um, SG-12 is going to go back with Sam. She's going to yeah. study a thing. Uh-huh. And SG-12 is going to find a person. Because that's what Sam do. That's what Sam, Sam do. Sam studying. <laughs> so back in the isolation room. And blowing um, shit up. We meet someone new. Oh, God. We meet Keenan, who's clearly very young, and he's very frightened. It's, it's. And he sounds like a character from our D&D campaign, Meepo. He does sound like me, but I'm going to cry again. Um, also, again, I It just, is astounding to me how how Michael Shanks can do that. That's what I was saying. I, I just... Sorry. If, yeah. If, 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 all the other acting in this episode is is stunning uh-huh. from, from Michael. But this role, in order to do channel a kid like this and not have it be the cheesiest, like, 
it's corny just believable. thing. He, he completely believable. It does. And he does remind me of Meepo. He does. Of little Meepo. And I'm going to cry. <laughs> Okay. We had a we had a serious encounter with our Meepo, who's our very much like a little keen and a little bit older, a little a little yeah. less naive. Maybe and a little older, yeah. But yeah, it was oh, Keenan. Well, there was some rescuing of a Meepo that happened where where it got pretty intense. Yeah, it got real intense. Yeah, uh, we'll come back to Keenan in a second. Yeah. So SG twelve and Sam and Teal cut out. Hammond emphasizes how the last thing they need. Is what happened to Daniel happening to yeah. anyone else? Yeah, guys, put on your tinfoil hats. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody gets in your brain. <laughs> so, back to Keenan. The mm. last thing he remembers is his father, Farron. Yeah. Um, telling him that he will dream sweet dreams and he will wake up around Adrena and his father will be right here. Hundreds of years will pass and all of this crap will be distant history. God. This, and he closes his eyes. It's just fucking a most adorable thing ever. I know. Most adorable. breaking adorable thing. Ugh. So Keenan didn't want to go because for years they knew a dark star, which I'm assuming is a black dwarf, yeah. was going to pass close enough to, to their own star, which I don't even know how the mechanics of that works. We're going to go with it because the kid's adorable. Uh, yeah. Passes close enough to the star to cause a massive flare that was going to You know, and we can call it a little Dallas. bit, too, that they simplified it to tell the kid the story that way. Yes. But somehow their son caused a massive flare mm-hmm. that basically, uh, which it's interesting. We're watching this on the same week that the Parker Solar Probe was launched. Oh. Because the Parker. Which is the one going into the sun. It's going, yeah, it's heading to the sun and a lot of what it's doing is it's actually going to scoop up some of the corona which is kind of cool some oh, like the winds cool. and the gases that are in the outer outer outermost part of the sun yeah. and part of that is trying because we can't predict when solar flares happen right they just happen which is part of why the 19 the, when we they went back to 1969 uh-huh. and that's how they got Ford is because yeah. Sam happened to remember when solar flares or right. not Sam but they end up remembering when solar flares happen Hammond yeah. looked them up and wrote the letter and right. sent it back. But if we have a strong enough solar flare, like it can cause massive damage to the planet. You know, makes sense. I don't know if we're going to get one that's big enough to end all life on the world, but if you get it big enough, it certainly can crash all the technology yeah. and stuff like this. So yeah. that's actually the Parker Solar Probe. Part of what it's doing is like doing a bunch of investigations, see yeah. if we can do some more predictions and stuff on that and yeah. some other mechanics. But basically, this flare engulfed the planet Dallas. Talus, Thallus. Um, and is this kid's whole life? Yeah. He knew the world was going to end. Yeah. That entire, I wrote it down word for word. It says, I knew my whole life that the world was going to end. Yeah. Holy crap. So. In this case, not in ice, but in fire. There's. <laughs> Rabbit there's Frost so, for the win. <laughs> there's so many ways that this, there's so many stories to tell in this story. Yeah. Um, early in this, this starts like a horror movie. Yes. And if you're, um, Martise. Yeah. This is a horror movie. Yeah. This entire thing is a horror movie. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine. There's so much story in this kid's story. Oh, I know. There's so much there. There's so much background. This is one of the few episodes that I'm like, I need to know more about the people on the planet. Mm-hmm. I need to know more. Anyway. God. Yeah. yeah. So they built the Stromos and two other ships mm-hmm. as these these lifeboat ships. I mean, yeah. lifeboat ships. But there wasn't enough space on even those three ships for everyone. Yeah. 
So there was a lottery, much like the movie Deep Impact. Uh, yeah. There was a lottery, and since his father was an officer on the ship, he could bring one person from the family. Yeah. And his mom naturally made him choose their son. Of course she did. Um, but mom did not make the lottery. No yeah. one he knows made the lottery. Curiously. Again, you, you try not to sort of inflict your own worst possible things, but yeah. you're like, was it even a fair lottery? Well, how interesting that all the sovereigns got picked. Uh-huh. Um, which, again, there's they did this in this, going back to Deep Impact, like, that's something that they did. They're like, yeah. you know, the, the world leaders, some of the smartest people, some of these people that you... you you'd want to survive sure. this got the first half of it and the second half of it got to be a lotto. Yeah. So I can, you know, I can see that. Um, but who's to say, I mean, to me, as far as I'm concerned, sovereigns are politicians. It, it is. So it's like all the politicians get to go for yeah. it. How all, the, all the nation's presidents yeah, get like, to go. I'm, I'm totally with you. Like yeah. all the smart people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a little Let's more credibility there. Let's with the smart people. But how curious that all the politicians got picked. And, and you know, it's one of those things where yeah. if this was happening on Earth... Eh, yeah, I, I agree with it or not, but I can imagine all the presidents. That's the shit that I'm talking yeah, about. Would, yeah, would get saved. Yeah. You know? I'm not down with that. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> um, I'm guessing, you know, Kina wanted to stay with his mom because I can imagine this, building these three ships was like the only thing the whole planet yeah. It's like In Contact, one of my favorite books. Like, the whole planet was put together to build these three ships. Yeah. I can imagine Dad wasn't home that much. Yep. He didn't know this guy. So, I can imagine he doesn't have a good father-son relationship here. Nope. He, th- not it's really just him fault. and his mom, yeah. And it's not through anyone's fault. It's just because of the situation it was. He's just a hard-working dad. Yeah. So, I wanted to stay with his mom. He didn't get to. So Keenan starts crying, and Janet soothes him, head in his lap, when suddenly it's not Keenan no God more. God damn it. Matrice! Yeah. So on the Stromos, SG-12 has started their full search of the ship. Sam mm-hmm. notices how low the power levels are. Not mm-hmm. even sure they could get anything working at this point. Yeah. And they certainly don't have enough power to wake anyone up for help. Mm-hmm. Um Back in the isolation room, uh, Matrice wants to talk to someone with authority. Please, asshole. You are. It's Janet. Like, that's the authority you're going to get at this point. And wants to know why Janet has involved the boy in all of this. I think we've passed the part where, like, that small woman. Maybe yeah. we haven't. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we did. Yeah. We did. It was early in. It was when yeah. he was having the first headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. It's just this... I'm done. I'm just done with this He's asshole. He's just a giant tool. Yeah. I, I think now they're just trying to make it real clear. Like, hey, this is not really yeah, the best we, guy. We get it. Yeah. We got it. Um, so Sam's figuring out the power solution and, and Teal hears someone, something behind him. Mm-hmm. And they keep talking while they move in position and quickly capture the guy. Yeah. It's Farron. And it's clear yeah. this guy is not a threat. And he's like, please don't hurt us. Yeah. God. So back in the isolation room, um, the sound of all the voices is driving Matrice to be much more yelly than he normally is. Which is already something. fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's he's just going on about how he has responsibilities. He can't stay here. You truly get the idea that 
He thinks he has full rights to the spa, regardless of the original Yeah, he's owner. just is ready to, like, remove all these personalities because mm-hmm. I got shit to do. Exactly. Because I am here to preserve because me. Because I am the sovereign, and it's Listen, my destiny fucking, to rule over Audrina. Listen, little finger. You'll get yours at the end. This is clearly a democracy on this planet. Yeah. Um... This is back and forth, and Janet's. This I. This is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite moments yeah. of the episode. Um, Janet's like, you don't understand the seriousness of your condition, yeah. and Matrice yells back that Janet doesn't understand who she's talking to, um, and Janet yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He does not belong. You don't belong in that man's body, and I intend to take it back and then take it home with me. And she will, by sheer force of <laughs> yeah. willpower, yeah. if she has She's to. She's gonna find a fucking way. Do yeah. not fuck with Janet. Yeah. And no, she's done. She's done with the nicety. She's trying. She's done trying to play ball with this dude. It's uh-huh. like get the fuck out of my face. You don't matter here. Your yeah. your whatever. Yeah. Your position. Your power doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist because now you are the obstacle between me and this man that i want to keep alive and intact this is my world yeah you live you this is my room you're not in charge here i am in charge i am the captain now yeah look at me (laughs) i am captain now And everyone who is a genial shipper raises their hands in rejoicefulness all of the hands in the air and you wave them like you just don't care (laughs) yes Except I care a lot, guys. <laughs> so back on the Stromos, uh, they're chatting with Farron. Mm-hmm. He, to him, he had absolutely no choice in this. Mm-hmm. There was no other way around, and he really needs Tilk and Sam to do the same thing because it's the only way to save all of these people with all the power yeah. failures going on. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, Farron found a way to override the fail safes, and and these people on this ship are the last souls of an entire world. And they, I mean, I understand the distress he's in and why is. he's in it. Yeah, yeah. and and he it, he's like, like they can't end this way. Yeah, and it's not like he hasn't clearly taken on the task himself. He yeah. just can't carry all the way because he, he's like, look, if if you guys can just carry a few souls, then then we can send the power that we save from that back to the rest of them and like yeah. sure up the system because Farron doesn't know how many more people he can hold. He has 13 or so, so far, and that might be the max. Fuck. You get the feeling that he doesn't even remember how many people are in him. Yeah. No, he's just exhausted. He's just spent. He's just doing everything he can. So they, you know, they sent out the distress beacon. Others will come for them. They'll sort out the whole mind blender thing later on. They just have to, he's, it's, he's grasping at straws. I like mind blender. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the aka aka mind blender so when the ship crashed and who knows why that happened it's not important although it could be a cool other episode yeah Farron was awoken automatically but the power to do that fucked everyone else in that row so there's so much guilt he's carrying along with everything yeah. else yeah it's the survi- survivor's guilt it is um and and he had to think fast and he only could think of one way to save everyone mm-hmm. so and if he tried to wake anyone else, the power that would be needed to wake someone would would just fuck the fr- system fry again. Him. Yeah. So he walked as far as he could on the planet. There's nothing there. There's not water. There's not food. There was basically no supplies on the ship because no one is meant to yeah. be awake. Um, and no clue how long he's been awake or what he's been eating to stay alive. Yep. Yeah, just we're just gonna I take him at face value. Wouldn't fault him if he was forced to go cannibal eating people. Yeah. yeah. 
Look, at this point, you do what you have to do. Stay right now, we're just hoping that he hasn't been. This has, didn't happen more than like two days ago. Exactly. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just stay there. So Farron says he's not alone. There's a democracy of one in his head, and at this mm-hmm. point, Sam is like, "If you had talked with us yeah. instead of attacking us," and Farron goes full Gollum Schmeagle. Um, <laughs> yes. Which, uh, listen to the comment. It's clear that this was a reference to Gollum. Yeah. Um, yeah. None of them, like, you know, none of you would have consented to do this. Mm-hmm. But we had to do it to save our people. And Tilk waking up so fast scared most of the people inside Farron. So they only sure. got to Daniel. Yeah. Sam offers to help. Mm-hmm. They could wake everyone up, find a new home. It may not be Adrena, but something nice. These people clearly never heard of the Stargate. Yeah. But Teal'c knows how to negotiate. Yeah, and, and you know, it's great because Sam's like, look, I feel for you, but I this isn't going to work this way. Yeah. This just is, this is, we are drawing a very big boundary. We're creating this boundary. This We're drawing this line. Yeah. That we can't do that. We can help you with other shit, but we are not taking, like, I love how clear she is about this yes she's like this is not happening so you have to move on from that thought mm-hmm. and i and i love how sam's like we can help you we can find a new place we can bring on systems to yeah. secure it and she looks like but first let's talk yes yeah it's it's this really great approach of like Tilk's open to negotiation and sam's like but also we're not doing these things yes yeah um teal is not playing games the only way, the mm-hmm. only way we will help you is if you return Daniel to being just That's Daniel. the other great part about this, is mm-hmm. they're like, they've had to learn to be this cool. Yeah. In the face of an entire people. Yeah. Like, look, we get it. Your entire world is gone. This is a big fucking deal. I think early seasons, they might have had a little more uh, struggle with this. I think in earlier seasons it may have been like, oh, we're going to help you and hopefully you will help us back. That too. But it's this idea of like someone who were less experienced with the work that they're doing would be tortured by these decisions. But they're like, no, we're here and this is where we are. Yeah. And there's something that just shows how, I mean, they're just built for- They've become a little more hardened to do these. Yeah. Yeah. And hardens, I feel like hardens works, but- they're not cold to it. They're not. They're cold just to like it. this is just reality now. And, and I, yeah, I mean Harden just in terms of it's like of, a cop, like yeah. an aged cop. Like yeah. this is just what the world is, so exactly. we fucking deal with it. Um, Farron's like, like we can't, we can't do that because those some of those minds in in Daniel are some of our most precious. Yeah, and there would be literally nowhere for the goat. We would lose those. Yeah. Um. I mean, this could save everyone on the ship, but yeah. one of those souls is Farron's son. And I yeah. think this is the first time Farron doesn't use a plural. It's not one of those my one of those souls is our son. It's one of those souls is it's my mine. son. Yeah, it's him talking directly. So back in isolation, Matrice is in severe pain, and Tiano calls up a fairly strong dose of fentanyl. Um, <laughs> but suddenly, it's Tyron again. 
And he has a better tolerance for pain, so he's good. Yeah. And Janet's like, thank the fuck. Yeah. Oh, good. I it's you. I hate I lo- that other guy. Yeah. Can we never make him come again? Try and you stay here forever. And then Sam comes and calls Janet out. Teal heads up into the observation room with Jack and Hammond. Um, Teal trusts Farron simply because of how much he has to gain in this situation. Sure. Yeah. So Farron walks in the room and Tyron steps to... Um, and of all the crew, Tyron would think this is impossible. And out of all of the crew, Farron is the one who would figure it out. Yeah. I like that little... I duo. do love their relationship there. Yeah. It's really nice to see, like, two... Okay, not all of these people are assholes. Yes. Like, there's these are good people. They are good people. They're just driven... They've, this has been shoving Mar- uh, Martise down our throat a lot. Yes. So it's good to get this nice fr- yeah. drink of cool water. You know what I mean? So here's the deal. These people... SG, the SG, you know, SG-1, these, yeah. these earthlings can save all of us, but there will have to be sacrifice from, from Tyron and the others inside Daniel. And it's, I mean, it's a reasonable deal if you think about it. It's a shitty deal. Yeah. But, you know, it's these few people. Here's what we can do. Yeah. Exactly. It's these few people to save the rest of the ship. Well, and it's also like, it's this or nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what we got. Yep. If we weren't here at all, you'd all just be fucked. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, Tyron will do whatever is necessary, whatever Farron asks. Yeah. But Matrice's other ideas. He's like, fuck no, this is my body now, bitch. No. And Farron bows because it's the sovereign. No. And he swore an oath to follow his sovereign. And Farron's like, I can't do it now because he said no. Fuck Fuck that dude. And Jack's like, for crying out loud, and heads this down there. This is my favorite, like, an angry for crying out loud. And yeah. he just pulls Farron up, and he tells him that his sovereign is dead. Uh-huh. And, he, like, so will his soul. Like, if Jack just cuts the sovereign out, then there's no more sovereign. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, done. And Jack will not lose Daniel for this Malfoy monobi. Yeah. That's sitting here. Yeah. And he tells Farron to do it. Like, just... You listen to me. This is right done. Now. I'm the boss now. Yeah. Uh, and Daniel goes again into full Gollum Schmeagol. Yeah. Matrice will not surrender the body at any cost. And Tyron's like, this isn't our body. And no. everyone on the Stromos will die. And Matrice is like, fine. This let is them. a hostage negotiation it is. right now. It yeah. Is. And Matrice is like, fuck all of them. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about anyone else. On that ship Ever. of my people, except for myself. I'm so glad he says that because I feel like that's the turning point. It where is. It's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Got yep. it. Uh, and and Farron's like, no, for, for 12 years, my job has been saving the people of Dallas. Yeah. And I will do anything I need to do to save yep. those people. Yeah. And I'm fairly sure Matrice pushes Keenan up front, up to the surface yeah. on purpose. Yep. Which yep. breaks Farron. And all of us. And me. Yeah. <laughs> Farron tells him this is hard. his son that he must sacrifice too, and they will be together. And he's like, This is really shitty, son. Yeah. But yeah. But his but here's the thing is it's not it's not the worst option they have here. Because Keenan's body's not around either, right? It's not. No, because his body's dead. So it's either you live all together in this one brain or you die. Well, so here's here's what I think. Yeah. Because there's not a definite line. Mm-hmm. You, I get the feeling until this end scene yeah. that they're talking about just removing 
those yeah. mines that aren't Daniel. And they wouldn't have a place to go because Farron's already like, That's I can't true. take At on this point, any they're more they're just mines. saying we're going to just, yeah. So I think it's here when he sort of actually sees his son and he's like, we're going to be together. He's like, I'm just going to dump all of your brains into my brain and we'll sort and it out And whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's uh, that's what I get the feeling. Yeah, of. it's the ultimate sacrifice. But that to also save means the you get Matrice in your brain too. Yeah, Matrice. Hopefully he dies. So <laughs> on the Stromos, Daniel and Farron are both in chambers next to each other, and the the again the they're gonna just dump all of the minds into Farron. Yeah, um, I think knowing his people will be safe, and then and then everyone is willing to take their chances to get like. Keenan and Farron together. All of the other brains that are in Farron and everything else, they're like, let's just risk it because our options are or death. Yeah. So, so fuck like, it. Fuck what it. Else do we got Take to our do? chances. At least maybe this son and father could be together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Janet can't tell yet if they all made it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. one specific person did not. Yeah. Um, but Daniel's <laughs> readings are back to normal. Yeah. Uh, and since he went to turtle coma mode, yeah, he was protected from the separation. Smart. Thank and, God the brain did that. Yes. And Farron's going to stay asleep until the others can be revived and they're going to take care yeah. of him. Um, so Sam Damn. and Teal'c come up. The power is running. Um, they can start waking people up soon, start relocating them after that, which they're going to leave for SG4 because they love that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're like, we're not interested in cleanup work. And Daniel wakes up with a serious nail in the head kind of headache. Yeah. Um, and really needing coffee. Like, Wouldn't you have, have made him prove himself a little bit further before? I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I would have been so uncomfortable after all that Martise shit. Well. That I would have been like, I got to make sure it's not Martise. But I can, I will say, like, it's pretty obvious it's not Martise. Yeah, yeah. And there is only one reading now. True. In the EEG. True. It's kind of like, what's your Patronus charm? <laughs> you know, like, how do I know this is you? What would Daniel's Patronus charm be? Oh, a, a fucking, um, some sort of, like, Egyptian think. mythical character. Maybe just a cat. Yeah. Yeah. That could work. I don't know. I just don't know it. And the, I mean, cats can also be left alone. Like, I can feel like if he's going to have an animal, it's something, like, they can yeah. be left alone. I can see that. Yeah. Janet's is definitely something that's like, takes care, like, is a very, like, homey type of... Some sort of protector. It's just, she's protector. got, like, a big guard dog. See, that was... Actually, that's more of a Jack. Yeah. No, Jax is a fish. <laughs> Jax is a fish. Jax is just a fish. Yeah. I feel like Sam could have a really cool insect. Can we have insects as Patronuses? I don't know. I mean, we've only not? sort of seen mammals and aliens. Teal's is a mantis shrimp. <laughs> I'm making that call right Teal's now. Teal's Patronus is a mantis shrimp. Yep, because it's a badass little sh- shit. I don't know how well you know the mantis shrimp. I do know. I do the know mantis the mantis shrimp, shrimp is a stone cold killer. <laughs> a beautiful stone cold killer. See here, and I see, I see Teal's as being like a. A large, like a large cat. Like a jaguar or something? Yeah. Cheetah. Mantis shrimp. Mantis shrimp. Yeah. Daniel can be a stallion. Oh! <laughs> anyway. <Just> hair. <laughs> yeah. But Janet gets her man. Yep. Yep. And uh, and next next up, next episode is Enemy Mine. Mm. 
Interesting. Also, I have to add, we've missed like a for crying out loud and a couple indeed, so I need to add those to the Let's list. Let's do it. Here. Let's put them on our um, list. We're up to 26. Got and it. for crying out loud, I think we're up to 30. There's, there's one this episode, six? and there was one last time, I think. I think we're. Think 36 and 26. That feels good. Let's yeah. stick with it. Um, and we didn't... I thought I saw Deloise in one of those pods, but I don't think I did. I so. did not see one. Alrighty. Are we ready to do our... down Top... Top of... Top of the things. Yeah, if top I of can the pops. get my sheet to work here, which I may not be able to. Here we go. Okay. Nope. Let's try this again. Copy. I'm looking at things. Paste. Got I'm it. I'm looking Alrighty. at... Okay. Let's see here. So, so far we have watched in season seven. Yes. We have watched... They're already out of order. Fallen, Homecoming. Yep. Fragile Balance. Which we're considering Fallen, Homecoming one episode? Yeah, yeah I guess we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fallen, Homecoming, Fragile Balance, Orpheus, Revisions, and Lifeboat. So, Fallen and Homecoming are one. So, we yeah. have five... So what we need to decide is what order these five go in. I mean, my top is Fallen Homecoming. Oh, okay. Um, my top is Lifeboat, surprisingly okay. enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. My Yeah, my top is Fallen Homecoming. I think number two for me is Lifeboat. Um, I'm willing to put those in the opposite order. Okay. So I'm going to go Lifeboat and then Fallen slash Homecoming. So now I've got... Oh, but I have Fragile Balance, yeah. too. I'm surprised Fragile Balance is not up higher on your list. I am I know. I, uh, I may have to... I, oh, I'm so hard not putting that... I'm <laughs> so hard putting that below Lifeboat. Just it's for up to sheer... You. you know what? This is not for quality of the episode. This is for sheer well, watchability. This is just Nixie. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It's what does Nixie like? Um, <laughs> you know what? No, you know what? Fragile Balance is my number one right now. Okay. Fragile Balance is my number one right go. now. Just because I enjoy it just so damn much. Um, So mine's right now Fragile Balance, Fallen Homecoming, and Lifeboat. So mine is actually not that at all. Mine is Lifeboat. Yes. Then Fallen and Homecoming. Yep. And then Revisions. Okay. And then Fragile Balance. Okay. Uh, and then Orpheus. Now, it's not to say I did not enjoy Fragile Balance. I no. I clearly did. But yeah. I loved, love, love the Planet of the Weakness. Yes. And the Doctor Who feel of Revisions. Plus, I liked the... There's just something about the set. Again, this is just one that I would watch a lot. Yeah. Um, and Lifeboat, I've already watched three times. Because <laughs> I really fucking like it. Uh, and I want to know more about the story of these people. Uh, there's just something to it. Uh, it's weird how your fingerprint doesn't work uh, yeah, on my I know. phone. Well, mine, mine does the thing where it's if it's been under like a minute, yeah, anything it'll, can it'll open wake it. up. Um, it, Lifeboat's just rewatchable to me. It's one of the few where I'm like, here, somebody come watch this with me. You don't actually have to know a lot about you Stargate you to don't. watch it. It's a very, uh, it's a very don't blink type episode. Yes, yes. And yeah. so there's, to me, that does it. That brings it in. And Revisions has the same feeling to it. Yeah. The only reason that Revisions comes below Fallen and Homecoming is because it's our big goodbye to Jonas. Yeah. Hi, Jonas. I actually anyway. have Orpheus above Revisions. Oh, okay. And, and I can't 
tell you why. Okay. I just love Teal. I basically it's for that end fight and like sure, yeah. having and Riot yeah. and Braytech and like everyone just kick the fuck out of everyone. It's a good episode. It just doesn't hit me as hard as the others. Yeah. It just know, doesn't. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's where we're at. Woo, we made it through. We made it through. <laughs> Alrighty, so we are going to not have Enemy Mine next week. Correct. Enemy Mine, I apologize, we'll have to wait for a week longer because Grace is, one, going out of town, and two, starting school next week. However, we will have something that people have been waiting for for Ta-da! quite a while. Dun-dun-dun! We are getting Grace to watch the first episode of Farscape. Yes! And so we will have sort of an instant, instant view. I'm ready. Yeah, we're going to do like an Instacast, yes. if you will. Uh, a reaction. Yes. Which I think will be fun. After the first episode so you'll of get, Farscape. Yeah, so you'll get that next week. And then the following week, we will be on Enemy Mind. Yes. Uh, and as always, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, did I miss anything? No. Okay. Except our locations that you find. Oh, the one thing I will say is. Um, oh, we're, okay, we'll get there. Well, the one thing I'll say is, is, is if you want to hear Nixie rant about a lot of topics. Oh, right. Uh, I had the opportunity to guest star on For Geek's Sake last week. Um, and we, in a row, covered... Um, Doctor Who? Well, no, well that, Doctor Who was at the end. That oh. wasn't a rant. Oh, okay. No, I re- hardcore ranted. Because we covered uh, Ruby Rose being cast as Batwoman and the insane oh. reaction to that. Okay. And then we talked about uh, people body shaming Grant Gustafson. Whoa. Yeah, they said he was too skinny and didn't block. It's just, yeah. Okay. And then we talked about uh, uh, Space Force. Oh, God. And then we talked about the popular film category at the Oscars. So it was just a whole bunch of Nixie ranting. I haven't listened to that yet. Guys, let's go listen to that. So it's It's, for geek's sake. It's for geek's sake. And then we got into Doctor Who and the new season of Doctor Who. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I was just... There was a lot of angry nicks. It's a lot of rents, rents happening. It oh, was you a were a rant again. I was oh, a rant again. I got you again again. I was a rant again. Yeah, and then I talked about the Parker Space Probe, and that was not ranting. That was just fun times. Yeah. Uh, guys, as always, you know where to find us. On Twitter, we're at Terra Podcast. On Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Um, you can email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. And patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Uh, you can rate us, like us, review us on Apple Podcasts, which is super helpful for us. Yes, for sure. Um, and we'll see you next week with a little Farscape thing. Farscape! Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.